Good afternoon and welcome to the Marcus Today end of day report. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Friday the 18th of February and for the day the index unfortunately closed down at 74.5 points or 1.02% to 7,221.7. It was looking relatively okay-ish going into the close down only around 37 points but in the match out we saw that selling on the close and we closed down that 74, 75 points. We had a high today of 72, 78.6. We had a low of 72.01.9, and the market opened at 72, 78.2. So pretty much opened on its highs, and it was one-way traffic from there. Once again, though, all about reporting season again today, although after Super Thursday, uh, certainly uh, some fund managers taking meetings with companies and deciding on their strategies and uh, looking for the uh, the numbers in greater detail than the shoot first, ask question later methodology, which so much perviates this market in terms of the reactions to results. But we did have some big numbers today from some big companies, and we'll get on to those in a minute. But the banking sector under pressure today, the big bank basket fell to uh, it was $180.01, which was down around 0.8 of a percent. We saw NABs coming back a little bit, 0.9, CBA down 1.1%, but uh, we also saw Macquarie down 2.3% today. And in a couple of financials with results today, QBE did what they do best, which is disappoint the market. They were down 8.7% today. But a stock that has been under an enormous amount of pressure recently saw the pressure valve released as Chris McKay took to the stage and pretty much fired up the crowd and the analyst community and also punished the shorts. The Magellan Financial Group came out with their results today and with a potential buyback, some option issuance, a good profit number and a very high dividend ensuring it is virtually a yield stock now rather than a growth stock. And Magellan rallied 18.5% today. The big, big rally there for Magellan. In healthcare, we saw CSL down 4.1%, giving back some of the gains from the last few days. Sonic down 1.3%, and Fisher and Paykel down 1.6%. ResMed down 0.8%. We also saw REITs under a little bit of pressure, but nothing too dramatic. A GMG down 3.8%. That's Goodman Group. And other industrials slightly eased, Transurban down 1.3%, and we saw Woolies off 1.3%, West Farmers off another 08 and Aristocrat AWL up, uh, they fell, sorry, 1.1%, Tabcorp down 2.1%. Tech stocks also under the knife today. Block, the artist formerly known as Afterpay, down 3.7%, Computer Share down 1.8%, zero down 2.6% with the Alltech Index closing down 1.9% today. So that technology index really has been shattered in recent weeks and months. Turning our look and our gaze across the valley to the mining stocks today, gold, gold, gold for Australia. We had Newcrest up 2.1%, Northern Star up 1.5%. It wasn't a fantastic performance in gold, given that the Aussie dollar was stronger. So it did take some of the sting out of that gold bullion rise. Uh, Gold rising in Aussie dollar terms from 26.10 yesterday 
to 26.12. So a two buck move, hardly enough to get out of bed for. But uh, we did see more moves downwards in iron ore stocks today with Rio down 0.6 BHP, pretty much unchanged. They were looking a little bit better for most of the day, but closing unchanged. Fortescue, though, falling another 3.2%. The standout today on the positive side of things was South 32, which just keep going from strength to strength, up 1.6%. Lithium shares in places were better. Pilbara Minerals up one7 Linus, though, down 1.5% in the rare earth space. Mineral resources in the iron ore and lithium space down 0.6 of a percent so nothing very exciting there and we did see energy stocks come off woodside down one percent santos down one percent as well in other corporate news today we saw origin falling 8.3 percent after selling its uh, australian pacific lng stake and uh, siq smart group corp uh, following uh, their results out today which were a good set of numbers bouncing back strongly up 11.7 percent and IPL struggling a little bit today after an incident at uh, Wagaman in the US. Uh, they were down 20 cents. IPL, the stock code then, Tech Pivot, down 6.1%. There was a hydrogen release. No one hurt, thankfully, but uh, certainly will disrupt operations there. Ingham's, love them. Unfortunately, the market didn't. Uh, down 5.1% on their results. Asian markets weaker across the board. And the 10-year yield... Uh, up to 2.22% uh, or 2.23% wherever you draw the line, but uh, certainly up a little bit today. The winners today, in the winners for Grinners on the podium today, Magellan Financial Group, 18.5% higher. MFG, the stock code there, had a volume today of 4.5 million shares. So it does seem as if those shorts have been forced to cover today. Smart Group, next in line, SIQ, up 11.6%. Satire, this one does bounce around quite a lot, up just over 10% today. CTT, the stock code there, 3.2 million shares traded. NRW Holdings, uh, a good result from them, 6.5% higher. NHW, the stock code. Fleet Group, pushing ahead as well, 5.76%. Better SGF, we are seeing some good money being made out of uh, the car finance packaging companies, uh, SG Fleet being one of them, Smart Group being one of the others, and Macmillan Shakespeare as well uh, would be the other one in that um, band of brothers. We few was up 0.3 of a percent today. MMS, the stock code there. Also, Net Wealth had a good bounce up 5.7 percent, and Core Lithium rose 5.7% as well on some good drilling results coming out of their Northern Territory prospect. In the loser's corner, in the naughty corner today, we had QBE, a serial disappointer, and it didn't disappoint on the disappointment. Closed down 8.7%. Origin down 8.3% on that news about the APLNG. Nearmap, not so far, down 5.8%. BFG, Bell Financial, down 54 4%. We saw continued selling in some of these tech stocks. 360 down 5.3. ING down 5.1. And Kodan rounding out the losers down 5.04%. Positive sectors today, well, there weren't many, to be honest. There were some positive stocks, the gold miners being one of those sectors and Magellan being some of those stocks, along with South 32. But otherwise, green was harder to find than a cricket pitch on a hot Brisbane day. 
Negative sectors, pretty much everything else, I have to say. Banks, healthcare, REITs a little bit uh, stable, but uh, generally across the board, no good news there. We had gold rising slightly, two bucks in Aussie dollar terms, 26.12. Bitcoin fell to 43,603 US dollars. The Aussie dollar steady at 71.73. Ten-year yields, 2.23%. Asian markets weaker. Japan down 0.2, China down 0.3, Hong Kong down 0.5. Interestingly, though, U.S. futures are showing a solid rise, but uh, we'll wait and see. It's pretty early for them to come on stream. We got the Dow up 206 odd points, and Nasdaq futures up 113 points. Stocks on the move today. Well, a lot we've talked about already, but ones we haven't. Whitehaven up 3.97%. Some broker research out and a substantial shareholder notice for Whitehaven from, let me just get it up, UBS being the substantial shareholder notice lodged. Uh, BOC, which is Bougainville Copper, up 8% today. Has been winging around uh, quite a lot, not huge volume, 178,000, but it did have a little bit of a better day today, up four and a half cents there. PNR, Panora, which is one that we hold in the small cap portfolio, has done us proud, uh, has had a good day today. It was up 8.2%, PNR, the stock code there. CSL, down 4.13%, bit of uh, book squaring ahead of the weekend, and we had stock of the speculative stock of the day was a stock by the name of Golden Cross. That is not a technical analysis term, but Golden Cross returned to the ASX, having uh, raised sufficient capital to satisfy the ASX uh, requirements. Stock rose 715.79%. Let's not forget the 0.79. Give you an idea of the range in that one today. It uh, opened at 4.9 cents. That was the low. Its high was 27 cents, and it closed at 15.5 cents. Only 2.7 million shares traded, though. In the news today, in a little more detail, just to run you through the major results, Magellan Financial, first half underlying profit up 16%, 248.1 million bucks, ahead of consensus, which was 2386 Average funds under management grew 12% to $112.7 billion. Well, we can forget that because we know that those funds under management have fallen considerably. Performance fees down 8% versus a year ago. But interim dividend, this is the interesting one, and this certainly put it in the income bracket. Interim dividend up 13% to $1.10.1. Let's not forget the 0.1. And it's 75% franked. And is also considering an on-market share buyback over the next 12 months. Ingham's, love them. First half underlying profit up 5.9% to 39.7. Consensus, though, was 419 so a little bit below where the analysts were going for. A revenue of $1.39 billion, head of consensus of $1.37 billion. Uh, poultry growth, that is uh, chickens, not just poultry, uh, was up 5.6%. Dividend declared a 65 A challenging environment is likely to continue, it said, in the second half will be significantly impacted by Omicron. QBE, disappoint me again. Full year adjusted cash profit of 805 million, missed the consensus of 839 million, but was ahead of last year's $1.5 billion loss. Final dividend of 19 cents takes the full year payout to 30 cents, up 15%. 
Management, however, cut its dividend policy payout further to 40 to 60%, which was around 65%. And on the outlook, QBE is confident of further growth and margin improvements. Market obviously doesn't see that confidence being well placed. POSCO gets FIRB approval for the Senex takeover. HUM signed a deal to sell its buy now, pay later business to Latitude Financial for $35 million in cash and 150 million Latitude shares, which equals a payment of around $335 million in uh, layman's terms. Uh, the company, the rest of the company, uh, is market cap of $440 million. So uh, the rest of the company worth around $90 million. Latitude said it expects to generate $55 million of annual synergies in savings. And people in PPE reported a 30% increase in half-year FY22 revenue to 315.9 compared with the previous period. Nothing on the economic front today. Nothing really coming out of Asia, although Carrie Lamb says mass testing details still to be worked out in Hong Kong. And we are still getting rumblings and rumours and stories coming out of China about the state planner and the market regulator and their conversations with some of the iron ore traders to release excess inventory. And those discussions took place yesterday, obviously having an effect on the iron ore price. European news. Uh, tragically, there is a ship adrift off the uh, coast of the US. It has 1,100 Porsches on board. The ship is on fire. 73% of Americans now immune to Omicron, according to one report. And Biden says Russia ready to invade within days. And occupancy in London offices has hit a high, well, recent times, of 27%. So it does look like people are coming back to the office, albeit slowly. That's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening to this podcast. Thanks for all your support this week. It's been a hectic week. The ASX 200 was up for the week by a massive just over four points. And that really was the hard way. But it has been a busy week. Lots of reports, lots of volatility within the market, lots of volatility outside the market and finishing on a down note. Let's hope we get some uh, resolution of the Russia-Ukraine crisis and then we can just focus on the Fed in March. That's it for me today. Have a great weekend.